This is an ABC podcast. How would you feel if your partner's passion was mutilating himself and his opponents for entertainment? Would you hesitate? Or would you go along for the ride and follow him to ringside? After the days of celebrity wrestlers, Hulk Hogan and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Erin Dick grew up glued to her TV in the mid-2000s, idolising the professional wrestling stars of World Wrestling Entertainment, or the WWE. But on the fringes of the pro wrestling world is deathmatch wrestling. This style uses steel chairs, barbed wire and fluorescent light tubes as combat weapons to tell a bloody story of survival in the ring. This is where Aaron met Callan, a deathmatch pro. Yuki Ranta, and on this episode of Earshot, Erin has to reconcile her love for Callan and Deathmatch. Will she follow her gut or her heart? And a warning, this is wrestling, so there's going to be some graphic action and strong language coming up. I'm ringside, mid-match at a pro wrestling show. I'm kicking through strands of barbed wire and broken wooden doors, with thumbtacks and shards of glass crunching under my shoes. I'm leaning into the ring to check that my partner is okay. My partner is wrestling. He's lying on the mat face down. He looks up at me with blood running down his face. Callan Butcher looks like a wrestler. Standing at six foot four inches with long, dirty blonde dreadlocks, when he gets in the ring, he's capable of extraordinary and often violent stunts. But outside of the ring, he's a gentle giant and the most caring person I know. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Busy day, but yeah. better than yesterday. Callan and I both grew up as wrestling fans in Melbourne's yes. West and moved in the same circles of the local wrestling scene in our early 20s. We're now living together and two years into a relationship. My dad was always a wrestling fan, so my earliest memories as a child are coming home from school to watch pay-per-view with my cousin. Callan's parents, Kelly and Mark, didn't know that one day they'd be following their youngest son around the state to watch him perform. He was born into watching it. Tell I started watching wrestling in Australia when it used to be on in, on Channel Saturday Mom. mornings with Mario Milano and then we started getting WWE. A few suburbs over, I was watching the WWE every week. On some level, I knew it was all showmanship, but I was obsessed. I needed to see John Cena defeat the bad guys. I was captivated by the daredevil stunts, defying gravity, the drama and comedy the grandeur of the characters, and how their relationships evolved. Then, after finishing high school, I stumbled upon a whole new world of independent wrestling right on my doorstep in Nam, Melbourne. I was blown away that there was wrestling in Australia. Callan started training to become a pro wrestler in 2014. By the time he was ready for his first match... I only had my mum and dad in the crowd, because I don't 
have that many friends outside of wrestling. He had always loved wrestling, so, you know, we were worried about the result on your body. Maybe your shyness would stop you from getting further, but we're so happy for you to be going as far as what you are. Back then, Callan wasn't so sure of himself. He was still figuring out the kind of wrestler he wanted to be, what his character would represent. Myself and my group of friends decided to go on a trip to Japan, somewhere that I've always wanted to go since I was a kid. While we were over there, we looked up what wrestling was on in the area, because wrestling is very big in Japan. I'd never really been exposed to deathmatch wrestling before, so I didn't really have an expectation of it. And then the deathmatches started, and we're sitting third row, we get given these ponchos to wear, and we're getting showered with glass, and there's people breaking concrete bricks over each other, and it's just absolute chaos. But it's organized chaos, and I fell in love instantly. I'd been wrestling for about four years at that time. I'd always been pretty good at what I do, but nobody was walking away from the show saying, that Callum Butcher, he's my favourite. Through the eyes of anyone who knows him outside of the ring, Callan is fiercely loyal, attentive, and humble to a fault. He never likes to take up too much space or be the centre of attention, despite his towering stature. But when he puts on his all-white ensemble of denim jeans and a zip-up vest, he transforms into his new character, the nobody. I feel like everybody at one point in their life has felt like they're not incredibly important, whether it be in like their home life or their job. I'm a diesel mechanic, but at my job, I don't feel like I'm ever going to be considered one of the important people there. I'm just one of the grunts in the workshop. And I feel like other people could connect to that. By calling myself the nobody, people would latch onto that and hope that I can make something out of myself, which would then give them inspiration if they were feeling that way, that they could make something out of themselves too. Even his persona, the Callum Butcher persona, his in-ring character, it's still quiet, it's still when he gets angry, he gets angry, you know, it is Callum, but it's Callum in stereo. It just turned up. Yeah. I suppose it's you being you. That night in Japan, Callan's passion was reignited. He had found his calling. After the show, we were standing out the front and I was just buzzing about what I'd seen. And I said to one of my friends, I'm going to do death matches when I get back to Australia. So you're running, so you're running against the boards? We're here at a deathmatch wrestling event in a band room in Melbourne's West, where we catch up with the rest of the crew set up the ring and get everything ready for the show. When Callan first came home from Japan, he found the local deathmatch scene. Callan didn't think twice about getting involved. When I heard about it, I wanted in. It wasn't long after Callan that I joined the team as a producer. This is where we finally met. Deathmatch wrestling is more along the lines of going to ancient Rome and going to the Colosseum. Because it's the technical side of professional wrestling mixed in with various weapons such as barbed wire or glass or uh, thumbtacks that you put on a pushpin board. It's using blood and violence to tell a story. 
it's all real. All the light tubes are real. We choose tempered glass that shatters into a million tiny pieces rather than something that shatters into shards of glass that will impale you. I love deathmatch wrestling. There's just something so visceral about it. So punk, yet spectacular. When I grew up watching wrestling, the WWE was much more violent than it is now. This meant hardcore brawls with tables, ladders and chairs were a staple. I'd watch these matches as soon as I got home from school, before my parents got home. The stakes were higher. The action was thrilling, even horrific. The blood pouring down the foreheads of wrestlers, the wails of pain and the ravenous crowd changed my brain chemistry. I couldn't get enough. It's like watching a stunt show or a slasher film from the safety of your own seat. But not everyone would jump in the ring to take part. Everybody is a consenting adult playing their role in a performance art. But what you're doing is objectively dangerous. Yeah, it's objectively dangerous, but there is a way to be smart about it. Yeah, like the start, we can just like work around, like tease, 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 until like you go to whip me off. Callan takes on the role of the veteran when he starts planning his match with his opponent, the young upstart and deathmatch newcomer, Charlie Rose. They rehearse the performance, check in on boundaries, and work out the safest way to put on a show. They're standing in the ring together. We'll have the door set up in the middle, then you grab the skewers and jam them into my head. Yep. Have you ever skewered someone in the head? Have I ever? No. How do you feel about it? I'm excited. Are you taping your hands? Yeah. Make sure you just put extra tape on the hand that you're going to be hitting. Okay. Because yeah. it sucks. Yeah. I didn't even think For things to look yeah. real, First time they usually are. Ow, ow, ow. No, like, I, I, sure, I wrestling is yeah. predetermined. Like, more like a dance than a fight. But the skewers? Real. The blood? Real. Like any stunt show or performance, the risks are real. And the performers are only human. So they do what they can to make sure they are going home safe at the end of each match. Being able to be creative and come up with ways to either gross people out or to make them feel happy or sad Nothing makes me feel the way that being in the ring makes me feel like that. Callan is kneeling over his suitcase in a green room. It's packed with sweaty bodies and people warming up, planning their matches and building their weapons. I've broken my razor blade up into four pieces, and now I'm going to cut a really big edge on them. Uh, so it's easy for me to stab it into my forehead if I need to bleed. There's a science to everything he does. There's an expertise and a purpose that he brings to his craft. I like blood in wrestling because it makes it look real. It's just, it's raw and it's primal. Like, you can watch a wrestling match and people get punched in the face a thousand times and never bleed. But what I do, people watch it and they believe it. Wrestling was and is my ultimate escape, where everything is larger than life. In some ways, Callan chases pain, while most people will do everything they can to get away from it. For me, deathmatch is suspension of disbelief that goes beyond the action in the ring. It gives me a means to escape my body and get swept up in the emotions of the performance. It makes me feel free. You never know what somebody's 
got going on in their lives but if they go to a wrestling show it's live action theater that completely takes you out of the real world and i think that's really special that's why i think it's the coolest art form in the world (laughs) it's corny as hell but i definitely felt like an instant attraction because you just listened you made space for me when i was feeling you know some type of way coming into the wrestling scene not being a wrestler thinking it might be a bit hard to find community and to find my voice and to feel heard in this space like i've had relationships with people outside of the business and they don't understand it because it's a very life consuming thing and then you have to choose between something that you love or somebody that you love we started the journey together as i followed him around the world learning to produce and promote events, write characters and craft storylines, all while falling for each other. But watching wrestlers beat and bludgeon each other on TV, or even in a live setting, is one thing. Knowing it's your friend or your partner or your son in the ring is something you can't really prepare for, no matter how willing or in the know you are. How do you feel about what I'm doing now? Like I said to you, you're, you're my baby. I, do, I don't want to see you hurt. Yeah. Well, I think it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, of course well, it's dangerous. It's, it's like trying to put an old head on young shoulders because you're going to do it and try to do it to the best of your ability, but I'm just worried where your body's going to be in 30 years' time. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> just like me, worry about it when you get there. <laughs> I do worry about Callan all the time. In all the hours we've spent together on the road, travelling from gig to gig, watching him fight in the ring, there's been plenty of times where I've wondered, what if something goes wrong? Even with all the precautions he takes, sometimes things don't go to plan. I'm a professional and I know what I'm doing and I'm going to be safe 90% of the time. Do you honestly, like, in your heart of hearts, believe that I believe that? Or do you think that I've just heard you say it enough now that I've, like, I'm just going with it? No, I think you trust me. All right, you ready to do fake tan? Every show day starts the same. As I rub fake tan into Callan's back, arms and chest, I feel the ripples and bumps in his skin where glass and shrapnel have pierced and sliced his once blank flesh. You're orange. Make sure it blends in. Remember, it's all going to be covered in blood later anyway. That's true. From the dips and chunks on his hands to the ruler-length scar that runs over his shoulder like a big cat scratch and the scattered red ditches across his back, his skin is like a roadmap of everywhere we've been together. It's just like the story that it tells. If you go back and listen to like biographies of samurais or ancient warriors and they had the scars for their battles it's kind of the same deal where like i look at the scar on my elbow and i would remember that was from the first ever new zealand deathmatch tournament or i look at the scar on my shoulder and that was the match where i lost my first ever deathmatch title there's stories that are in every single scar his worst injury to date is the long white raised scar on his upper arm I've been through panes of glass a million times and this time when I went through it 
I threw my arms back to try and protect myself and one of my arms hit the rope and there must have been a piece of glass that was stuck between my arm and the rope and the softest place for it to escape was to go through the meaty part. So it gave me a really nasty cut on my arm. I had to roll out of the ring and get taped up and then after that match I went to the hospital and got 13 stitches. It's just... I don't think you can actually prepare yourself to be standing in a circle with your mates and your partner who are all covered in blood. I'm learning what to do to help you. It's gotten a little easier, but it is still like a little bit of a fight or flight reaction, I think, and I, I don't think that's ever gonna go away. After putting on his fake tan, we clean out and pack our bags from the week before. Okay, so I've got my boots, I've got my gear, I've got my knee pads and my elbow pads. Okay, heat pack. While Callan packs to embrace pain, I am preparing to ride it out. I carry an invisible pain that is chronic illness, including fibromyalgia. Imagine having the flu, a hangover, and missing a night's sleep all at once. That's how I feel most days. So, we always make sure that I'm prepared in the event of a flare-up on a show day. Make sure you grab your painkillers while you're out. You wouldn't know from looking at me that I might be struggling inside. But when we come home from a show and Callan is beaten, bloody and bruised, I'm usually the one crawling to bed, dying for some sort of relief. When the adrenaline of being on my feet all day wears off, my pain can't be ignored. His wounds are skin deep while mine run much deeper. But my cards were always on the table, and Callan saw me in my entirety. I'm able to separate the fact that everything that I do on a show day, I chose to do, where you didn't choose any of your pain. That's why I'll always put your needs first. I'm able to understand the fact that I'm in pain because I'm a big silly boy. You're in pain because that's how you are. Okay, we're rolling. Hi, Mum. Hi, Dad. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. My mum and dad came to an event in January 2021 to see Callan perform in a death match for the first time. M my main memory from that is that Callan was covered in deliberate cuts and you had a tiny little cut in your arm with a band-aid on it and he was fussing over you <laughs> from this one cut. And I thought that was nice. Dad wasn't sold. So he's choosing to jump in a ring, get smacked over the head with a fluorescent light is the same as your health issues. I don't think so. He could choose not to put his body at risk. And I think it's a choice that he needs to think seriously about. Now that he has responsibilities. Being me? You, rent, bills. Job, job security, future, all of the above. I think that I'm smart enough to know when I when I have to call it quits and I'm not going to keep going and keep pushing through pain if I'm in pain. Still doesn't account for a one-off accident, a freak accident, something that's not planned. All right, you know your body's sore, you can slow down, you can plan ahead, but for a one-off freak accident that might occur in the ring, you can't plan for that. You don't know when it's going to happen. When you're using chainsaws and nails and ladders. And Glass. Exactly. I'm sure one day you'll both move on. So we'll just wait for that day. 
do you see a future for us? Yeah, you both die gracefully in a nursing home, you with your fibromyalgia <laughs> and Calumny's broken spine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Long happy retirement together. Should be beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I think there's longevity in this relationship. This was a reality check. It wasn't a game anymore that ended after the final match. Callum Butcher the wrestler and Callum Butcher my partner had become the same person. It's as if my two loves were colliding and I wasn't ready for what they would create. But Deathmatch was never up for debate. I gravitated to Deathmatch when it showed me that pain can be controlled and even overcome in a beautiful and transcendent performance. Despite the pain that a show day can bring us both, this was our life now, and I had to learn to live with all the peaks and valleys it might bring. Doors have opened. A hundred or so punches from all walks of life filter into the venue. The drinks are flowing as the show kicks off. Three matches down, and Callan is up next. All right, we have got a death match coming up. It is the Callan Butcher Death Match Open Challenge. With a 30-minute time limit, introducing first. <laughs> The crowd chants somebody as Callan makes his way to the ring. It's been their way of showing that they relate to the nobody. Callan and Charlie go toppling through wooden doors, swinging steel chairs and jamming skewers into each other's heads. Charlie gets up on the ropes, diving onto Callan and knocking him off his feet. Oh, there's a toothpick in my back! Oh. Oh. Nice, nice! There's a broken door Eventually, Callan slams Charlie to the mat. While the referee counts. Charlie roll out of the ring one by one. We pass through the crowd and return backstage. They debrief after the match. There's just a few things where it seemed like you were rushing. Yeah. Like the only thing I'll say is slow down. Everything else is great. Cool. I didn't say the skewers, but it felt like they were in pretty wrong. Good. Cool. How do you feel about your performance? Yeah. yeah. I think I went okay. What's What's your post-match come down ritual? Uh, have a cigarette. It's really intense. And maybe the rest of my Red Bull. Hey. I love you. Love you too.
Home sweet home. Yeah. I'm ready for bed. Our two bodies work in unusual harmony. Despite how differently our experiences of pain and our bodies present, we both carry a pain that is misunderstood. And that's what makes us strong. <sighs> Let's focus on your breathing. Yeah. I'm curled up in my bed in agony from a pain flare. It's okay, it'll pass. I'm exhausted, but I can't sleep. The dull aches from the day have suddenly turned into spot fires throughout my body. Do you have a cold glass of water or something? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. When I'm having a bad pain day, I'm feeling like I can't manage things on my own. Having you there has really been a blessing. Yeah. Hopefully it makes you realise that you don't need to tackle anything alone because you've always got someone in your corner. Deathmatch has been the vehicle that we can both ride to find relief from life's burdens. It's been our purpose, our community, our escape, and the glue that binds us together. So it came as a shock when Callan decided it was time for him to call it quits. At first, I didn't understand where this came from. But he didn't want to burden me. His mental health was suffering, his body was hurting, and he wanted to be more present for us. After hearing that, any doubts I had about his decision slipped away. I don't see myself living to 75, but if I get to 75, I want to be proud of what I was able to accomplish in my life, but I also want to be able to take a walk down to the park and be able to do it relatively comfortably. And hold my hand. Yeah, I still want to be able to go for a walk and hold hands with you when I'm old. I had to choose too. Do I stay? But it would never be the same without him. Callan has followed me to hospital just as many times as I have followed him. Our bodies are always changing, but there's complete freedom in leaving any fear of that at the door when we have each other. There is grief and uncertainty at what our lives might look like now, but just as I learn to let go, trust him in the ring and follow his lead, we get to start this new chapter as Aaron and Callan, my somebody. Are we better? Yeah, a little bit. Good. You need to sit with me. Follow Me to the Death was produced by Aaron Dick. The sound engineer was Matthew Crawford. And if you want to see a photo of Callan in the ring head to the Earshot website. Aaron and Callan still love to sit down and watch wrestling together, but now with the newest member of their family. Gus. Their cat, Gus. Hey, little man. Next time on Earshot, when Claire followed her husband to live inside a gated community on the New South Wales south coast, she never imagined she'd spend the next decade 
hoarding food and covering her windows to prepare for the apocalypse. She'd unwittingly joined a doomsday cult. So can she find the strength to follow her instincts and pursue a better life for her eight children? Find out next time on Earshot. I'm Iyuki Akiranta. I'll catch you then. Conversations. Spend an hour in the life of someone else. Suddenly I found the rope back under my armpit again. I came back in this rush. I'm, I'm having a seizure. Someone who has seen and done remarkable things. My mom, my sister and I, we were all sleeping on that bed together. At the baseboard of the bed, there was an iguana. Follow on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.